Potheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Death Singer Karthus, who was released June 12, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense that he's <laughs> old, old and shit. He's yeah. all old and shit. <laughs> you <know>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's basically bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is where I was going with that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he was born with the first breath of creation, of course. <laughs> Not quite. Not great. No. But he did make it into the original Duel of Fates, uh, or Clash of Fates Yeah, but like Duel of, Duel of Fates Duel is something different. That's a different thing. <laughs> the Duel of the Clash of the Fates of the Fighting. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty old. That is true. Yeah, that's like a that's a select few. It's like getting the beta icon for the summer <laughs> icon or whatever. It's a select few <laughs> that have that on them. He was um, not quite one of the original, right? But I think like shortly after, it's what it seems like. He, I mean, if he if he made that trailer, I mean, I guess I don't know for sure. Two thousand nine, man, that's yeah. Pretty... I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I he... just forget. What I just assumed everyone in? that was in the launch trailer was it was June. original. June, yeah, I was gonna say I thought launch trailer was like the original crew. I don't know. Now you've got me questioning it. It might he might have been one of the original. I don't know. Uh, he's still kind of goofy looking. He was definitely goofy looking <laughs> then, especially. Did you ever see yeah. him with like really high attack speed? Because the way his old attack used to be, he would <laughs> like his whole like upper torso would go this way, so he would be like this. <laughs> But I really need to see that now. That sounds great. I remember I remember when we were there, one of the things they talked about at the design workshop was having to specifically design attack speed animations around somebody building full attack speed so that it didn't look so stupid because they had made some poor decisions in the past. That's smart. Oh man. That's I'm because you be know out there still that Yeah. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to build max attack speed on anybody. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so Garth is pretty old. He doesn't have much on the right universe page. He has his bio and the short story that, you know, we've come to expect. I'm sure he has some old lore, but we were kind of talking before we started recording that I, I'm guessing that he didn't have a lot. I feel like they came up with an idea of Karthus and didn't care as much about, like, where that came from. But I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, and his idea has evolved a lot. They pretty <laughs> much just knew that they wanted some sort of singy death uh, man, death man, and that's that's as far as they got. And sure. it's evolved from there. So you know, but yeah, he's got a little bit of a little bit of old lore. I would say. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the old lore. But I feel like they didn't even get to the singing part. That was like something that makes its way halfway in. They just wanted a lich. That they were like. I mean, in 2009, like, the initial batch was just like, what's any trope? What's a thing that exists? Oh, it's a yeah. pot pan. Like, there you go. You know, he's made out of silverware. Like, who the fuck knows, right? It's like the most basic <laughs> shit you could come up with. Like, babies would be like, I don't know, skeleton man? There he is. <laughs> you know. So if Karthus were a piece of kitchenware, what do you think he would be? <laughs> um, oh, man. Jesus. This guy's book. Maybe he's like a recipe book. Something like that. Okay. Okay. He's one of like full of a, a lot of old recipes, but with a bunch of new ones handwritten yeah. into the. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't have much going on in terms of modern lore either. To be fair. Yeah. 
Although I do like, I mean, this is another one of the ones by Graham McNeil, so there's a lot more details to kind of pick out on because he throws a lot more details into his stories, so. Yeah, the bio comes together in a way that's, like, sensical, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think overall it's all good. There's just not a lot of it, I guess. Yeah. And he's not really doing much either. He's he's just one of those he's one of those folks who just kind of chills out in Runeterra. Yeah, he's fucking you vibing. Mm-hmm. He's walking around. I like the death. I like the death. I like the death. So I was um, going to say who wants to be the first to do their Karthus impression. But I guess, there we uh, go. <laughs> well, the real question is, are we doing are we doing original Karthus or are we doing the actual Karthus, which is Pentakill Karthus? Oh, oh, okay. I was like, I don't know if I've heard original Karthus. <laughs> uh, I right? think that's just, it's completely up to you. Although Pentakill Karthus is real Karthus. I agree. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the original one makes me think of a little bit like uh, Lucius Malfoy. He's very like... <laughs> oh, the Weasley, but you know, all yeah. with a dead filter on. <laughs> with what is he dead filter? <laughs> Where's that filter? We got to add that to the sh- our whole we, podcast. We should <laughs> add that to the Callista episode when we were doing impressions. I didn't know we had one of them. Yeah, right. He says stuff like, "Um, you have been dying since your first breath." Wow, he sounds so. He's basically good. writing the poetry that I was writing when I was fifteen. <laughs> yeah, he and Vex would be super pals, and then frankly. he sings it. He's a big fan of Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> God, he actually How should pair that? up with Vex. They they like it makes total sense, right? Yeah, they're super edge lordy. God, that's a real shame that Rise of the Sentinels didn't do that at all. <laughs> That's They're who like, Vex should be obsessed with. I right? don't like her being obsessed with Viego. I find that very off-putting. Mm-hmm. But Carthus, yeah, oh my that God. makes so much more sense. They're like two of the only Shadow Isles champions that aren't from the Shadow Isles, so it makes perfect sense. Sure, ah, fan- right. They both just visited there because they liked the fucking vibes. <laughs> Pentakill fangirl skin for Vex. Come on, and she'll have like oh posters and shit. And like, a, like, oh man. <gasps> I would love that. For right? Ve- That'd be a great Vex skin. Is she's just a number one Pentakill fan? Hell yeah, yes. number one Pentakill fan Vex. There it is. Ship it, Riot. You're welcome. That's really good. Yeah. We, we accept Venmo, Riot. <laughs> uh, so I wrote down a few quotes for you. Did you want to? Wow! That's the one I want to do. <laughs> oh man, my face just melted. <laughs> That's the only that's the only quote I remember. It's very good. Thanks. <laughs> John got a nice visual of that one. Dear diary <laughs> Met a wonderful ghoul today. I knew you'd love that that's one. That's not a quote. That's that not is a, a quote. What? I play Carthus in ARAM. <laughs> that's a quote he says? That's like yeah. an emo I need though, to right? Find it. It's like his joke. Yeah. Oh, it's a joke. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, it's not like his more edged lord. Uh, he has too many. You are the candle burning unto nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who wants to take us through Graham McNeil's Carthus bio? So, Mark and I came to the re- realization when you were in the bathroom that neither of us took any notes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this week. It's fine. We both just had a week. I don't know what happened, and it happened at the same time. And well, you know, yeah. I- I can definitely I can do it. I like I remember it. I think yeah. I, they're both good. I would say the bio the bio is kind of long. It's like a uh, eleven hundred words. You'd think you need notes to you know tell that, but trust me, we'll be fine. <laughs> and um, 
uh, the I think short a bunch story. of notes, just not about any of the story. Right. Okay, yeah. That's fine. And the short story is is also good. That one's also by Graham McNeil, I think. So it's interesting that he maybe came in and handled the the update. But so Carthus was originally from Noxus, and he was essentially one of their. They were, like his whole family was destitute. They were just poverty stricken, and I guess there was like a plague of some sort that kind of ravaged these poor areas outside of the Noxian capital, and he. And it's kind of a consistent thing that's happening where people are just dying around him constantly because he's in such a shitty area. And rather than hating that, Karthus kind of loves it. He's just super fascinated by death and the concept of like, ooh, that moment. You know, that sweet, sweet, the money shot of when you die and go from life to death. (laughs) (laughs) He's edging constantly. But... I mean, is he not? I do have that in my notes specifically. <laughs> so which, which, which phrase did you use here? Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can figure out where uh, where this is. Well, I know they talk about how he he definitely he, he desperately wants to see someone actually die and see it happen, and mm-hmm. he is denied that constantly. It's always like, oh, he can't. You can't really keep track of when someone's you know going to die, so it just kind of happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I li- okay. So I wrote a quote about this specifically that says, Carthus was the ever-dutiful brother caring for his sisters as the disease consumed them. And then I wrote, waiting for that sweet, sweet moment of death so he could stop edging. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's a read you could take on it. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a shame because it's also very dark, right? Because like you said, his family gets sick, right? And while his dad just like fucks off, he keeps... He cares for his sisters, but also does it kind of with the goal of seeing them die and see what happens. And <laughs> they also have mention of this, um, these like kindred tally men, like sort of like people yes. who go around and collect all the, the bring, you know, they're the bring out your dead guys, um, <laughs> which I couldn't find reference to outside of this. I don't know if either of y'all were able to. No, it definitely seemed like it maybe maybe was just for this story. I mean, I liked the touch. It was cool, you know, given given them the name to to tie it back into the overall uh, you know, mythos of of Runeterra was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I liked uh, I liked that. It was a good touch. Yeah, it makes me it's sh- it makes me like a little sad that they only show up here. I wish we could see more of these guys cuz they go around and collect the dead and they're like driving around carts full of them. Carthus eventually joins them and he works his way up the ranks and they talk about how, how he's, he's driving around his cart of the dead and singing these dirges and people really love it. It's like, oh, it's, it gives them a lot of closure and helps them feel good about it. But Carthus really is just, he's just having a grand old time. He is loving his life. Right? <laughs> I love this bit they said the, uh, the tallymen quickly recognized Carthus's suitability for their order because he was asking them like a ton of like really fucking weird mm. questions. <laughs> like I love that. Like, oh, you are a fucking weirdo. You are perfect for us, baby. You Join want a job? in. <laughs> and it says that he like he starts as a digger of graves and then he works his way up to a pyre builder and then he ascends to like the top rank of corpse collector. Like, the fuck? That's your top rank? Hard pass on this job. <laughs> yeah. The bennies are out of this world, man. Let me tell you. They just give you all <laughs> stock options out the all ass. All you can eat corpse. <laughs> <All you> can <laughs> eat. But they are cool. What and, do you think uh, the top rank should be? Don't have to touch um, corpses, guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gets to go but live a normal like life. Corpses. 
That's true. Just, That's true. You know, I suppose s- singer of the funereal dirges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Which seems like it would have been up his alley anyway. I don't know. Anyway, so he that exactly happens, and he's still not. It's still not enough, right? He's always trying to like chase. He's chasing specifically sort of the moment of like trying to capture the moment between when you die and when like life leaves you. Kind of this the the exact moment of death and trying to get stuck there. And lo and behold, there's a great place called the Shadow Isles where that shit's happening all the time. So he <laughs> goes out and he just kind of. It's interesting because he kind of just lets the black mist over mist overtake him and even though he dies he is so consumed by that will to kind of experience it he manages to keep his form like those other strong wraiths have and he he essentially just kind of goes around he goes around with the goal of like oh this is great this is amazing i want to give this gift to everybody and that's sort of what he continues to do yeah. That just means he kills them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, he Karthus fucking is kind kills of, them. Uh, oh yeah, he kill he kills folks. <laughs> Karthus is kind of the poster child for like the secret because he just like goes to the Shadow Isles and he just believes he's undying. So mm-hmm. then instead of dying, he becomes this this undying <laughs> creature. You just gotta fucking journal it every day, put it on your vision board, and you can live forever, folks. I mean, unironically, unironically, <laughs> yes, in Rune Terra. <laughs> Because we know that's kind of how it works. Is if you really want to do something, you can kind of keep your shit together. Um, so yeah, vision boards are where it, where it's at. I guess I don't know. Oh. I like that they said too that he was looking for he was looking for that exact moment where life ends, but before death begins. Which, according to the description that they gave, um, is exactly where Sako, the sock puppet from Bo Burnham's Inside, lives. <laughs> so maybe that's why Sako is so wise. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Moving on. It was funny. <laughs> the description that Sako gave of where he lives is almost exactly the same as the one that Graham McNeil gives in this story, as far as to say the subliminal state between <laughs> life and death. So Sako, living nor alive. Big fan of League of Legends. <laughs> big yeah. fan of Carthus. Carthus May. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Carthus May. Uh, yeah. Um, I liked a few of the details. <laughs> so... Carthus grew up in a really rat-infested house, um, and his family subsisted on vermin. So, I mean, that kind of seems like a lucky deal for me. I mean, if it wasn't so rat-infested, they probably would have gone hungry. So, I mean, <laughs> count your blessings, am I right? Right. These ungrateful Karthus fucking was, peasants. <laughs> he was the best at killing the rats, too. He was. He was real good. He was the best ratter. He was the Charlie Kelly of Fruitera. <laughs> <laughs> Popping paint and everything. Popping paint. <laughs> that's why he's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Kill oh, a rat, huff some paint, <laughs> look for dead bodies. <laughs> it is. So it does specifically say in the story that he regularly brought gnawed corpses to the cook pot. As in, they were, they were uncooked rats that he gnawed on before bringing to the pot to be cooked. I mean, he <laughs> so did he catch them. Like, he gets first dibs. <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets first gnaw. He gets to chew the that's, flavor that's out that's first before territorial <laughs> right of the rat catchers. Man, Carthus had a hard fucking life. Okay, let's yeah, just... he really he did. He seemed actually. to like it. Though. Yeah, he he didn't seem that bothered. I mean, I guess when you maybe it's just a coping me- mechanism. I don't know, but maybe when you're surrounded by so much death, it's like, yeah, hey, you gotta see the bright side. It's like this is cool. I guess I don't know. Just keep imagining him like whistling his way through the corpse-ridden streets. Right. 
That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be a good, like, four-panel comic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Karthus is kind of interesting, honestly. I actually kind of wish we had more for him, because I think he's a he's a fun little villain in that he is, I don't want to say, like, insane, necessarily, but, like, he... He does things not out of raw malice. He's just got this completely warped view on things, right? So he's a little more interesting when he's doing his his stuff, like we see in the short story. Um, that and he's like, he's one of the few kind of like Thresh, I guess, who seems to really enjoy being undead and like, like we saw in the <laughs> Callista episode where Thresh is like, oh, this is great. We're like gods. He and Karthus seem like they would bro it up a lot. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I am curious what Thresh would think of Karthus. They've got. He's got like a quote towards him. It seems like maybe Karthus feels like Thresh is like, uh, what would you say, John? Like wasting his undeath? Yeah, and I could see animosity there too because Karthus does genuinely believe like he's giving a gift to these people. So it's true. It'd probably be a dick move like, oh, I just just saved the soul and now you're trapping it in your lantern and torturing it. Like, don't Mm -hmm. be a dick, man. Come on. Be cool. (laughs) Yeah. I guess one other thing to mention here that I feel like doesn't really communicate a lot through Karthus is this idea that as he's killing people, he is sort of accruing them as like an army or they, right? They're like, they're under his, yeah, con- it was his a, control. Yeah, it is specified that they are kind of under his control, which is, um, or like not, not even under his control, but kind of like willingly following him. It almost seems like. Mm. Yeah, um, maybe. Which I mean, maybe there's something to this whole whole thing maybe he's right maybe he is giving a sweet gift maybe uh, he's dead. I don't know about that. maybe he's just the best option once you're dead and in the shadow house it's like well i could go into the hell smoke or i could listen to carthus sing you know he's got a good voice yeah, he's pretty, that, that dulcet tune all right, right. <laughs> so i don't know there's a lot in here and i wonder if some of this is because he got you know the vgu in like 2015 is that when he got updated around I have zero idea, but that sounds right to me. That's my guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You said it with such confidence that I'm inclined really to believe did. you. I think so, because I was trying to find who voices his new voice, and I couldn't find it. And I saw a bunch of people asking around 2015. So, mm. um, But yeah, I wonder if some of that's just like, oh, they were trying to be beholden to some of these things in the lore, and it maybe makes him a little... He's got a lot going on, you know, for mm-hmm. <laughs> for Karthus. I don't know. For, for one little old spirit. Yeah. I tried. I googled it to see if it would come up right away. And one of like those questions that pops up that like people ask is Karthus dead? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. How do you define death versus undeath? Yeah, I mean, I so. yeah, that's you know, doesn't that come up in the old lore a little bit even? It does. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess we should do the short story though, which I don't remember what it was actually called. Um, it's called Burial at Sea, yeah. also by Graham McNeil. Nice. Yeah, so this one follows a Noxian, well, I guess she's a captain, but sort of by way of field promotion, because the original captain died. Um, (laughs) And they are kind of, they're listlessly at sea, and they have been for six days, kind of, I guess somewhere on the eastern coast of Valor, and somewhere around Bilgewater, maybe. Maybe they floated too far south, um, and they have not been able to make any headway. And this captain is kind of trying to figure out what to do when the black mist shows up, and it seems like maybe they floated further closer than they meant to. And really, it just Carthus is amongst the mist, and they sort of overrun the ship. They kill off the the crew, and you know, at the end, Carthus, along with the spirits of all of the crew members that he and the Black Mist have killed, gives the gift of death to our captain, our our hapless you know captain. 
Interestingly, in this one, too, is an aspect that I don't feel like we get elsewhere because the it says that, I mean, a bunch of the crew had died and they were kind of um, wrapped up on deck. And when Karthus came and, and essentially reaped the souls of the crew, that included the souls of the people who had already died who knows how long ago. Um, so they had already passed that point you know, that sweet spot that Karthus normally looks for. Uh, mm-hmm. He gone got their souls anyway. It's true. And it's like, I think at least six days. That's the number they give here that they've been just stuck in this one spot. So maybe even more. It's a neat little scene because they're all, like you said, they're all wrapped up in these kind of canvas bags. And as the narrator, our, our captain is like backing away from Karthus, the bags under her start like writhing and, move, and moving. And the, the souls are kind of like escaping out like steam and stuff out of little rips and tears. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Honestly, I was surprised that they saved the bodies. Um, mm, yeah. I feel like this might be going back to one of the Sinjao stories that we read when we were going through Jarvan. But if I remember correctly, unless I'm completely just fabricating this, I feel like Sinjao had a, a a line where he mentioned how the Noxians didn't collect their dead from the battlefields. Mm-hmm. Um, and he found it really weird that the, the Demosians actually did collect their dead and bring them back. Um, whereas for like the Noxians, like, I don't know, that's just, there's no better place to be than the battlefield, I guess, if you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seemed weird that they wouldn't have, that the Noxian captain wouldn't have given the crew that died kind of like the old, the old, I, I guess, as said here, burial at sea. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question. Well, you know, I know in um, one kind of very recent development with Legends of Runeterra is the idea of Noxus using necromancy. I guess they kind of do that with Scion, right? But maybe it's the case that they're now collecting their dead for that purpose. I don't know. It kind of depends on where this sits in the timeline. Um, you know, if she had given him the burial sea, their souls wouldn't have been reaped. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's a little interesting. I think it's it's just a really cool visual. I think it's really what it's there for. Um, but yeah, it seems like it'd be reasonable. Like we can we can toss these these guys. Yeah. <laughs> we can toss them. <laughs> I feel like uh, it, it's also mentioned too that when Karthus reaps the souls, you know, he adds notches to his past because you know at his core he's still just a kindred tally man. <laughs> but I feel like his stick must be way more tally than stick at this point. <laughs> I'm a five tally man. <laughs> no, I, I remember thinking that. T- <laughs> just handfuls of stay. I remember thinking that too, where he's like, I was like, yeah, he's got to have, how many, yeah, like you said, how many stabs has he gone through or something, right? Like, I don't it might know. be very tiny tallies. Right. It says he does it with his fingernail, which I thought was kind of cool. I was going to ask, too. I'm like, does he have a knife? Or... I was just <laughs> picturing that his he... switch play. Car- Carthus has, he has nasty fingernails. Yeah. You know, you could tell. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty, nasty pointy. tally nails. <laughs> witch nails. It's a cool visual, though. Uh, There's some cool, it is. like, little things like that around Carthus that I wish, that's why I'm like, I wish we had another story, or I wish we were maybe better communicated in his gameplay a little. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I definitely didn't really get any of this from his gameplay. What, you don't think throwing skittles on the fucking ground has a bunch to do with being a tally man? <laughs> those are his, those are the souls. That's what he does with them. He just pops them. Yeah. Reap the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it makes me feel bad for all the skittles that I miss, and it's a lot of them. I'm just popping souls <laughs> uselessly. <laughs> Your sacrifice wasn't in vain. I promise I'll hit one eventually. 
Oh, man. Now, there was one detail in this story, too. The ship that they sailed out on was called the Dark Will. Oh, yeah. Which made me, which made me curious um, if this was, if this actually belonged to a Dark Will or whether it was like, I mean, they specifically said that the captain, I think they, they either said the captain's name or the, it was not a Dark Will. Yeah. But I'm curious if this was like a, an honorary, like, in honor of Dark Will, we shall name our ship Dark Will, or if this actually did belong to Borm Dark Will at some point. Well, that's a really good, I think what's interesting about that is because I was also interested with Karthus being Noxian, but living in such shitty conditions, which I don't, I'm not saying can't happen at all. It just made me curious because I don't think so far we've really seen anything like that depicted when in, when talking about Noxus, you know? Yeah. So it made me wonder, like you said, I kind of forgot that it was called the Dark Will. Like, maybe all of this is taking place a lot further back in the past, maybe? And, you know, maybe things were a little more um, harsh, I guess, in, in old Noxus. <laughs> like, around the time you would look at Dark Will as, like, a good thing rather than, like, a deposed loser yeah. or whatever. <laughs> or, or maybe it was a really shitty boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Named by Swain himself. It would make sense. It took place a while ago. You know, Carthus has to be at least like one or two hundred years mm. old for yeah, that's true. <laughs> for him to be a champion. That's true. But, um, uh, now he also shows up in the Princeling's Lament, um, oh. which was the one that we had covered the other week with Callista, also by Graham McNeil, which is basically a poem telling the story of the original ruination and then picking up with a new prince traveling to the Isles to save his dead wife. Um, to the the basic synopsis of this story the prince's wife was poisoned so he went to the shadow isles hoping to revive her um he encounters hecarim who kills all his men and yorick who helps him temporarily banish the mist and then tells him the tale of how the shadow isles came to be um and he also tells him about how the ruinations were the prelude to the death singer's dirge um yeah uh then we find out that the prince is actually the one who poisoned his wife to get her father's wealth, and he came here to learn the secrets of immortality, not actually revive her. Uh, unfortunately, his wife made a deal with Callista, so she straight up murders him, and then his soul's taken by Thresh for infinite torment. The end. Yeah, I got hit with the old Shadow Isles 1 2. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun that this little poem. Can Thresh. Sh- <laughs> they did the alley oop on his ass. <laughs> Carthus was in the background just kind of singing in the shower yeah <laughs> but yeah y'all want to go over some of his old lore yeah do we have anything to say about his uh, oh, the, canon lore I think I said it before it's just not a lot going on which is a, kind of a shame yeah. he's got he's kind of got a cool image um, his I think I said it also but his gameplay to me does not really line up with a lot of what's presented here yeah yeah, I think this was definitely one of the... And his gameplay hasn't changed a whole lot. Like, yeah. he's one of the few older champions that, like, they kind of locked in early, and they're like, that works, and they fucking stuck with it. That's interesting. I was yeah. going to ask how different he might have been, because I know a lot of old champs are very different. Yeah, I think the biggest change I can think... I feel like his defile range used to be much bigger, but... Sure. Um, but even then, right? Than that, like, it's pretty pretty the same as it is now yeah when you're talking like changes to like ranges and shit for the most part it's like oh the rest of the kit's super stable like you said um he's interesting he's kind of iconic i feel like as one of the champions in league you know at least in terms of his r right exactly a lot of memes about his r honestly too um i i don't know 
if this has changed now, but I know that when I started, he was the most confusing champion to play against as a new player because I would kill him and I'd be like, <laughs> I won the fight. And then I would die and my teammates would be like, would you stop feeding this guy? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm killing him. I'm doing good. And he kills me after he's dead. I don't get it. I'm going to be honest, John. Even now, people don't seem to remember that Karth is still good still are you. I'm one of them. So many yeah, times. Yeah, I be, definitely forget. You know. Well, now that can happen for everybody fun. with Kim Tri- Kim Tech or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Oh, everybody gets a little taste of Karthus life. Right. <laughs> All right, old lore. All right, so his his original bio was pretty short, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, there's a proverb about death. Death is death, and we'll hear no <laughs> denial. It's a good it's proverb. A great <laughs> Karthus nods, knowing the ultimate truths therein. The vast quantities of magical energy that have been released during Valoran's numerous rune wars have scarred much of Valoran. Many remote locales continue to be twisted by residual magic, making them places where few dare to go. And we've got an old locale name spot coming up. The Howling Marsh is one of these places, and the self-appointed overlord of this land is the lich known as Karthus. Some speculate that Karthus was a mage who, in life, was foolish enough to enter the fetid waters seeking his fortune, and that he was forever transformed by whatever dark magic permeates the swamp. On the darkest of nights, Karthus is said to sing the tales of those who have succumbed to the swamp, past and present. Hmm. I think that's an interesting little trope in old League lore, where they would have all these different little named regions or spaces that like every champion is individually from there's no one else that comes from the howling marsh i bet <laughs> right well it's a it's his domain it's yeah. a place of death yeah i guess when you had like 15 champions that kind of made sense to do that in a way you know they're trying to like build the world it was a good yeah. way i think it sounds like it was a good way for them to begin the world building to make it what it is now yeah and i will say it did quickly get updated that was kind of his original lore um his his lore the very first update they got made to his lore added in the fact that um Karthus's tenure in the League of Legends is one of the more unusual ones in the history of the league. Uh first it's highly unusual that a lich who's known for isolation and hatred of life would even be willing to be part of an organization which promoted the preservation of life. Uh also, Karthus specifically issues the accrual of power and influence gained through service to the league. He's essentially an unpaid volunteer. And this behavior is completely different than what his life outside of the League would have onlookers believe. Karthus has never spoken about his intentions in being a champion of the League, and in fact, becomes quite agitated when asked about it. In the interests of not aggravating a lich, most sensible people subsequently drop the issue. That was Riot being like, we can't think of a reason why. Because <laughs> he likes it, alright? <laughs> so please don't ask. He's got 180 he hours of community <laughs> service. <laughs> I do love that, yeah, that, like, fucking got me, man. I don't know. We'll just make him mysterious about it. As a writer, I want to do that a lot, so I (laughs) Because I said so, fuckbag. No shit. Shut up. It's just enjoy the story. (laughs) I mean, you know, it it is kind of funny, I will say. (laughs) Now, he also appears in two episodes of the Journal of Justice. Oh, he's the one who leaked the nudes. He's not the one who leaked the <laughs> nudes. 
Uh, in issue 12, in the question segment, which in the Journal of Justice is called The Mailbag of Justice, uh, somebody asks... <laughs> <laughs> yes? <laughs> that, is the that one thing. really got you out. <laughs> it just like took a second to sink in with what that meant. <laughs> Sounds kind of like you know how like Batman adds bat to like all of his. <laughs> it's a bat anti shark repellent spray. It's kind of like the Journal of Justice just adds justice to everything. <laughs> this is our this is our commentary of justice. Yeah, I like so that. In the mailbag of justice, someone asked if anything was known about Carthus before he became a lich. They said no, but they did get a quote from him following a match. In life, there was one worth singing for forever. I have kept my promise, though to some now the song is not as lovely as it was once meant to be. So fuck if I know what that means. Uh, it seems like they probably don't know either. Maybe they were mm. like, all right, we're going to rewrite his lore and this is all going to be for something. Mm. And then they changed their mind. <laughs> well, I'm definitely glad they didn't because it sounds like a love interest yeah. there. And I'm, I, lo- I am so glad he doesn't have a love interest. It makes him so much better i think a love interest would not work with carthus yeah yeah well you can't I'd imagine carthus it would a little meat cute with carthus and <laughs> his fucking rally old bones <laughs> they, they, they share a, a nod rat together they like slurp up the tail <laughs> meet in the middle <laughs> fuck yes oh, oh man I'm gonna barf. <laughs> That's a really good one. This (laughs) is the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad all that I would really love to meet the woman who would be in the Garthus, though. (laughs) Or man, I should say. He's got that voice, I guess. Oh, Mm. true. Yeah. So, issue 21, Cassidy and Malzahar got into a magical fight. And Carthus just kind of got caught in the middle <laughs> and was found dead. <laughs> they, uh, it's said that they were able to revive him, given that he was never technically alive to begin with. <laughs> uh, no one was sure why he was even there, but one onlooker heard him talking about protecting the inhibitor, but was referring to something other than the field of justice inhibitors. Uh, an interesting fact about this story, the only reason they even found him was because Kogma went to the... Uh, you know the institute of justice and led them there like a little puppy <laughs> man they were a couple things they were really throwing things at the yeah. wall and seeing what stuck <laughs> but also the journal of justice now sounds like some shitty fan fiction that someone wrote about league Need some awesome fan fiction and then darren comes in and brings so. in frosty chocolate milkshakes oh it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah fuck it why not let's right? all be friends now Kale flies over like who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> it is one thing I I miss about this Journal of Justice is that it forced so many champions to interact with each other that normally wouldn't, and that is like comedy gold. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I know when you like listen to things like uh, Office Ladies when they talk about you know combining characters mm. in the Office that wouldn't normally get combined just mm-hmm. to kind of see what fun stories evolve. Like yeah, you know they were giving it a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's plenty of shit. Now, Karthus is part of a few cinematics. First of all, he's in Just One More. That was the one where uh, 
<laughs> Every League of Legends player knows what it's like to chase the next win, and this one is inspired by the true story of the five North American League of Legends players with the longest losing streak in one sitting. Uh, basically, Karthus's role in this was the group of five, five-man gank Karthus, they kill him, and then he ults for a pentakill. We have all been there. <laughs> yeah, especially with first strike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like we mentioned, he's also in the Clash of Fates, which is the launch cinematic uh, <laughs> um, from the minds behind Dota All-Stars. Oh, man. It's the opening line of that cinematic. What? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> we, should do, we should talk about that at some point. That whole, that whole thing is interesting. Right. I, like. mm. I, I love that this was, a, this was a cinematic for a video game that launched by saying, like, from the minds of that one mod of that other company's video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I completely fucking forgot that that's in there. Because I, all I remember is the stupid models and them all like lined up like Smash. You know, or yeah. whatever. Dude, that was straight Smash. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, can, I forgot about that shit. That's probably the most interesting <laughs> thing of that whole thing. Fuck. Uh and then finally, while he doesn't show up in the Mac client launch, there is a reference to him in the Mac client launch. Uh, there's an emergency button on the wall that says, press R to win. <laughs> Cute. Which, uh, yeah, this was, this was deep in the days of the press R to win Karthus memes. Uh, now from the comic side, he's in Fireside Frightener. This is the one where uh, Darius Draven, Jinx, Vi, and Tristana, and Lucian are all syncing up to tell scary stories around a campfire. Uh, Darius tells the tale of a battle between Karthus and Fiddlesticks. And in the battle, Karthus summons his minions, but they are straight up torn up by Fiddlesticks' winged terrors, which is an interesting dynamic there. I don't feel like the crow should be able to tear up those spirits, but that's what happened. They've got relic <laughs> beaks, okay? <laughs> Man. <laughs> God, I was gonna say that would be such an interesting fight, but that would be such a boring fight. It'd be like the like Superman battles other Superman people. I don't really know anything about Superman. Sorry, when it's just like people who can't die slapping into each other. Mm -hmm. God, that's dull. Yeah, you just kind of get to watch cities destroy around them yeah. while they don't damage each other. Mm -hmm. It's fun times. Mm. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you chuckling about? You Nothing. reading my quotes? Yes. Page. <laughs> so Karthus has a lot of quotes that reference other shit. A lot of them are pentakill. Some of, not all of them though. A lot of the his normal references are just normal old normal old Karthus doing Karthus thingy. <laughs> uh, he has the quote, "I am become death," which is either a reference to uh, you know J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is one of the fathers of the atomic bomb, uh, quoting the uh, Bhagavad Gita. Or it could just be a direct quote of that. Uh, you know, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Uh, although given the explosive nature of his alt, it is probably the Oppenheimer one. <laughs> mm. Seems more like a Heimer thing, but eh, well. <laughs> that is, uh, I think, half of where his name comes. Right? It? It's, it's interesting he it doesn't have... Oppenheimer and Schrodinger. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, and then he's got What's the incantation again? Yes, um, hmm. Oh, right. R. 
which is another <laughs> reference to his press R to win. Is this a pentakill one? No, this is his normal. That's kind of meta, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty meta. It's your champion telling you to ult. <laughs> Do you have a moment to talk about death? Oh my god. <laughs> that, you know, classic Mormon. Uh, and, uh, gaze upon me and despair. Which is probably a reference to uh, Percy Bysshe Shelley's Ozymandias. Uh, look upon, or look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Mm. And obviously Pentacle Carthus has a ton of references because I threw a ton of metal references in there just for him. I wrote down a few of them here. We got the uh, You Can't Kill the Metal, or a Tenacious D reference <laughs> from the song The Metal. Uh, and they've got a bunch from... Um, Brutal Legend, yeah, more, more Jack Black goods. Yeah, this is uh, right. There's like three of them. Is that right? At least. Yeah, I got like Silence Groundwalker. What have I done? Created beauty by simply rocking. That's all. And what is that sound? It's the pounding of creation's hammer on the anvil of time. Oh. Good shit. Yeah, this is metal. Ah, uh, Tower Diver gotta get away get away ronnie james dio. holy diver yeah. by dio yeah <laughs> uh die for metal uh is uh, a man of war reference uh death is blacker than the blackest black times infinity is a metalocalypse quote i liked i was laughing when i saw that one i was surprised they were <laughs> referencing that that's like that's like extra meta right because now you're joking right. about a show that's joking about metal <laughs> which i you know i guess is kind of the same for brutal legend yeah i suppose that's yeah i guess that's also true or in this next case spinal tap <laughs> this <laughs> is 11 <laughs> i don't know a lot about metal so i didn't really i know i know that dio song but well, there, there you go, go. <laughs> you're a regular regular old metal head did you not also, play brutal I legend know tenacious i did not oh. play brutal legend no and I know Tenacious D in the Pick of Destin's Destiny is not a great movie, but I really <laughs> want to watch it now. <laughs> but it's a it's a fun movie. It's an entertaining movie. It's a very movie. fun movie, and the music's great. It is. I will say, of all the of all the Tenacious D songs, I was a little disappointed that the metal was actually the one that made it to Guitar Hero. Hmm. I don't even think I know that one. I feel like they had so many better options. Mm. Y- yeah, I mean, the whole song is just like. Punk tried to kill the metal. Oh, I do know that song. <laughs> wow, I didn't think that would be the thing that no. jogged it. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole song. Is it is the whatever song. tried to kill the metal. I forgot that that song existed. I haven't heard it since I don't know 2008 or I some know. shit. I remember it being I would a lot have of loved fun. The fucking Pick of Destiny showdown on there. That would have been it's great. Such yeah, a good song, a good dude. When they had like the. Dude, yeah. God, it's been forever. Talking about old ass Guitar Hero, they have like the dual yeah. type shit. That would have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Guitar Hero, make it, <laughs> remake it. <laughs> so he's part of a few AUs. Does anyone have anything they wanted to talk about before we hop into some of them? Uh, nah. no. <laughs> it's not a lot, so yeah. I get that. I just now that I'm looking at the Carthus skins because this is what I always do. I hope that there's a story for the Statue of Liberty, Carthus. Is there? Eh. Day job. <gasps> Riot! Well, I mean, technically, yeah. He's in uh, KDA we'll go to that one first, technically then. speaking. <laughs> it is part of the Wonders of the World uh, AU. 
set in an alternate Earth, each champion represents the culture of a real-world nation. And this one is the Statue of Carthus. At the entry point of one of the world's most powerful nations stands the 305-foot-tall statue of an evil undead preacher <laughs> holding a giant torch. Sometimes it comes to life. It's fun. Statues are fun. Wow. That sounds so cool. That's that would be a great like <laughs> fantasy, like dark fantasy setting type situation. You got this big empire with this big gigantic three hundred foot lich. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so wait, is like Uncle Rise in that AU? Or no, because then you'd have two US skins. Like who else is in uh, that? there are multiple US. Uh, okay. Uncle Rise might actually be part of the uh, AU. Okay. Hmm. I do remember there being a second a, uh, US one at the very least. Okay. Uh, now, he's also part of the Infernal, set in uh, an area where the Ashen Lord has been summoned and transformed the world into a land of ashes, cinders, and fire. And this one is Infernal Carthus. The disciples of Carthus ushered this infernal harbinger into the world by singing his discordant chorus, a pledge that beckons pillars of flames unto them. On his arrival, the Death Singer's chant summons columns of hellfire that descend from the heavens above. Few live to tell the tale of the dirge they heard before the flames swept the land. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice and fiery. So it's like normal Carthus, but with fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he shares this watch art with Kenan, and I'm very interested to see how they are linked together in that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the Infernal storyline is, or a lot of the Infernal characters are kind of like, this is that character. But with fire. My guess is that that's yeah. with Kenan too. <laughs> he brings lightning bolts of fire. Yeah, he races across, spreading a blazing inferno as he moves. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, he's also part of Rift Quest, which is their D and D skin line. Uh, yeah. No, it's um. No, this is his own one. Yeah. I never see this uh, so one. <laughs> Danger lurks in the land of Runeterra. Powerful monsters, dastardly sorcerers, and mythical creatures roam unchecked. Gather your friends and create your own adventure for three to five players. Vanquishing evil with each roll of the die. Do you have what it takes to save the world and become a legend of Rift Quest? Uh, now this is Karthus Lightsbane, who in D&D is a necromancer. Dark sorcerer, master of forbidden magic, aspiring lich. All could describe Karthus Lightsbane, a high-level spellcaster with shadowy motivations. The rest of the party is convinced he'll eventually betray them, since nothing in the Rift Quest rules says he can't. <laughs> He's that guy? Okay. Uh, he is that guy. <laughs> Kick him out. Uh, there's also a side story associated with this one um, called Attack of the Demon Poro. Uh <laughs> So this one, Sejuani's DMing this campaign, and the party rolls poorly, and they have to fight demon Poros. Uh, Jace drops an acceleration gate and says, I'm going to blast him with a hypercharge. Our future will be bright. Uh, Sejuani yells at him to stay in character because his character cannot do that. Uh, Bard <laughs> chimes, but nobody can speak Bard's language, except for Karthus, who translates for Bard. Uh, it wants to know if Jace's attack should be included in the song it's composing about the campaign. Also, it thinks that demon poros are too scary and requests that they change them to candy poros. Uh, Sejuani, ever the obliging DM, uh, decides to do that. Um, so then Jace attacks by dropping an acceleration gate and blasting them with a the hypercharge. Face the future. Uh, 
Bard gets confused and starts chiming again, and Sedge gets upset and kills the party with falling rocks, and then Bard chimes sadly. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> I remember this one with with Jace, but it's a cute yeah. little one. Uh, next, he's part of High Noon. Uh, at the height of the Industrial Revolution, travel travelers begin pouring into the untamed West, searching for fortune and prosperity among the unknown horrors of cruel and ancient world. It is a time of brave gunslingers and rotten scoundrels, inscrutable gods, and savage demons. And I know you, in your seats at home, and you, Mark and Rebecca, might be thinking to yourself, well, what cart the skin is this? Yeah. <laughs> no cart the skin is this. I had a good three seconds of confusion uh, on my face when she said that. Carthus does not have a high noon skin, but he is in the story, The Man with the Grinning Shadow, uh, where Lucian is looking for Senna, and he go he hears tell of a reverend in New Eden who can speak with the dead. Mm. So he goes uh, to visit Carthus, um, and... You know, this entire world is basically post-apocalyptic, so everything is just destroyed. And when he gets to this town, everything is bright, clean. It's got prospering farms. It's got happy children. Uh, everyone's happy to see Lucian. They're welcoming him. Everyone's so bright. He's like, man, this this guy must have some power if he's been able to protect this small corner of the globe for so long. Then <laughs> the demon inside Lucian who Lucian has a demon inside of him in, in this AU. Uh, the demon inside Lucian tries to warn him, like, hey, dude, y'all, these these guys are monsters. This is some fey shit. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, so the demon always kind of, like, talks to Karthus and is, like, or uh, talks to Lucian and is kind of, like, whispering dark things at him all the time. Um, but Karthus silences the spirit inside of Lucian's head as soon as it tries to warn Lucian that everyone around them is a demon. Um, And then as Lucian watches, the town slowly warps. The church in the center of the town starts rotting and the human disguises of all the townsfolk melt away. And then Karthus floats into the air and attacks. Uh, It's like a and d It's a roll initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the demon and Lucian manage to work together to destroy all of Carthus's undead, um, and the town kind of falls away after that. And then Lucian leaves to, you know, one of the things that Carthus had shown Lucian was Senna, who, um, you know, Lucian presumes dead in this world too. Uh, so he leaves. Um, up until this point in his story, he had just been primarily hunting for Senna to try and find her. Uh, seeing her kind of puts his mind at ease a little bit, like, all right, I'm going to see her again when I die. So in the meantime, I'm going to go find Thresh instead and fuck that bitch up. <laughs> hmm. This is pretty cool. How's Karthus described in in this story? I'm curious, because he surely doesn't look like a skeleton the whole time, right? No, he just kind of looks like a friendly dude, hmm. uh, like a friendly happy pastor mm, I'd love th- like a skin like this for Karthus because mm-hmm. I feel like his skins are all very similar a lot of them none of them really do much for me yeah the Karthus skins I th- yeah I could like a human Karthus skin but like with uh I don't know like some some tiny detail about it like blazing in the eyes or some shit like that to let you know like oh 
who's going to turn undead. It's like some, <laughs> something something very like small. I like the idea a lot. I wonder if they would. I wonder if Riot would is like would probably be hesitant to try and leverage like like preacher like a aesthetic or trappings or anything mm, like that. You know? Yeah, that's true. But they yeah, just... it's not like them to use some some other IPs <laughs> aesthetics for their skins. <laughs> Well, I was thinking more of like the, <laughs> the, religious, the religious official, yeah, shot. not Preacher the, the comic, although still. Although it is very Preacher the comic. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh... That being said, it does sound fucking cool. Uh, and the last AU he's a part of is Pentakill. Uh, Never heard of him. Now, there is so much, so much Pentakill lore. I had no fucking clue y'all like i knew there was pentakill lore i did not know how much pentakill lore there was there are whole websites and each album has its own backstory um and it's fucking wild i i like highly you know you should go to the website if pentakill is kind of an au that interests you because there's a lot uh well we're gonna be coming back to the pentakill au quite a few times so mm. yeah unfortunately we can fo- Karthus is kind of the focal point oh, sure. really? <laughs> but we could just focus on the Karthus parts and ignore the rest of the band members if possible well I did in my notes this okay. is all the Karthus yeah, stuff sure. that's written down I I can see her uncomfortably looking at my notes which is like a page, <laughs> I don't read them. I don't a give page a fuck. of fucking block text here yeah you kind of broken it up in paragraphs John <laughs> I tried this was all my parents. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so Pentakill is a virtual band in real life comprised of League of Legends champions, which are performed by numerous musicians. Um, each member of the band has a skin corresponding to their Pentakill alter ego, which is styled after modern heavy metal music. Um, and the basic AU realm blurb is, uh, in a realm consecrated to dark and uncaring gods, where mortals clash in ceaseless, bloody sagas of metal. One band rose above all others. Pentakill, chosen of the noisome host. Now revered in temples and arenas across the land, their supremacy has become absolute, though a time of change is approaching, and the cycle may soon begin anew. Okay. This explains a lot of what was going on in that concert. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So that concert, yeah. Uh, We'll get to that. Okay. So some quick backstory. Uh, The whole band kind of started because Mordekaiser was too good at guitar and kept destroying them through shredding too hard. So he looked for a a guitar that could withstand his playing, and he found one deep in the Shereman crypt. Uh, But as he grasped it, it filled him with murderous intent, and he went berserk, killing all his bandmates, who at the time included up-and-coming singer Karthus. Uh so Pentakill Karthus was not born, but reborn. A, uh, a promising metal vocalist in life, the demons of the Shadow Isle saw purpose in Karthus, and after his murder at the hands of Mordekaiser, imbued him with undeath before steeping his voice in the fury of countless lost souls. Uh, Karthus resumed singing, earning himself a fearsome reputation after eating a live poro and gargling gravel during his Shadowstock debut. I wonder what that's a reference to. <laughs> Could be anything. Uh, he set about establishing himself as the Shadow Isle's finest vocalist, but soon grew tired with the lack of local instrumental talent, and remembering Mordekaiser's, Mordekaiser's unmatched playing, Karthus sought passage back to Valoran and enlisted the help of the only musician Karthus felt was his equal, the bass-playing ferryman Yorick. And then they formed the rest of the band. We'll get into those recruitments when we get to those chants. <laughs> uh, so 
other lore bits, uh, after one live show in the Freljord, Mordekaiser went berserk and killed the crowd. Uh, so in an effort to stop the rampaging Mordekaiser, Karthus gave Olaf the order to drum the World Splitter Rhythm to bring down the Icy Realm's highest peak upon Mordekaiser uh, to keep, you know, to, to basically knock him down <laughs> while the band fled to escape the wrath of the Freljordian battle queens who were no doubt unhappy that the whole crowd got murdered. <laughs> Uh, after that, Karthus kind of embarked on a solo career in Bilgewater, earning uh, <laughs> crust as a hooded reciter of funeral dirges. Uh, this had an unexpected health benefit to natives of Bilgewater, as people started looking after themselves rather than have to put their families through such an ordeal. They did not like Karthus's singing. Uh, Karthus made a career touring squalid dive bars to sing at the drunken wakes of murdered pirates instead what with the grim dirges being a vast improvement on sea shanties. Uh, unfortunately, this was not good for Carthus's mental health, and a slow descent into madness and obscurity beckoned until the radiant form of Kale arrived in Bilgewater. Uh, Kale had heard the depthless... Depth... That's a hard word to say. <laughs> depthless. <laughs> you got Sounds it. like... I sound like fucking Donald Duck every time I try... <laughs> depthless. <laughs> uh, depthless well Donald of misery. <laughs> In his despairing lyrics, and the two bonded immediately, after a night of gothic poetry and operatic singing, they pledged the vocalist's oath to reform the band, stronger than ever. So then they went around and recollected all the bandmates and got the band back together again. Uh, so the individual skins, because there's two of them, I think, for Pentakill Carthus. Uh, the first one, lead singer and heavy... Meet Lead singer of heavy metal sensation Pentakill, Karthus sings in the voice of a fallen angel made of freshly polished chrome and dynamite that eats other dynamite. I've heard Pentakill. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, would you say that his vocals explode the sun in the sky, igniting the flame of metal within the hearts of all who hear it? <laughs> yes. <we have. laughs> the earth is destroyed yeah. every time a Pentakill <laughs> That does explain a lot. <laughs> Maybe in the second album. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Pentacle 3, Lost Chapter Carthus. All hail Carthus, the voice of doom and chosen of the Perpetuum. His songs are bleak murder ballads, a bitter reminder that all things must die. Though, perhaps, not him? Hmm. Uh, he also shows up in the short story The Dissonant Verses, but it's more of a Viego story, so we'll save that for then. <laughs> um... If you want to check out the website, which has a bunch more lore, it is pentakill.leagueoflegends.com. Uh, there's also an interview with the band there. Uh, one little bit that I kind of liked there was that there, there was a section where you can like ask questions um, from the crowd. One of the ch questions was, uh, there are champs like Twitch and Sona who don't require much skill, and there are champs like Azir and Rise who are practically impossible to play. What do you plan to do to bridge the imbalance gap between these champs? And Sona replies to this question in Morse code, but it translates to, uh, what the fuck did you just fucking say about me, you little teeny bopper? I'll have you know, I play at the top tier in solo queue, and I've been involved in numerous sold-out shows for Pentakill, and I have over 300 confirmed assists. I'm trained in Etwall Warfare, and I'm the top support in the entire League of Legends. You're nothing to me but just another assist. Hell yeah, that's my girl. They also ask if Graves can have his cigar back. Why can't Karthus be a skeleton again? <laughs> to which Karthus schools them on the difference between a lich and a skeleton. I guess that's fair. <laughs> Maybe that's offensive if you call him a skeleton. <laughs> mm 
<laughs> That's fun shit, though. And there are, and there are two cinematics that go along with this AU. Uh, the first one is the just the music video for Mortal Reminder, which is set in Bandle City. Uh, I hate it. The Pentakill group just fucking absolutely rocks their shit. Uh, Mordekaiser's huge and walks through tons of buildings. Uh, he apparently has a problem of just destroying people wherever the band performs. And then Karthus uses his heavy metal necromancy to turn all the Yordles into headbanging spirits. It's very like them destroying fucking everything and killing the entire crowd is like very, that's also very metal lock lips to me. It's very metal lock lips. <laughs> I do like also, I like this song a lot, but I like also that they, they really, something about that image of like a big ass Mordekaiser breaking shit, they really liked that because they used that again in the concert. <laughs> They did, except they gave him such a dump truck in the concert. <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention, I will say. What? You weren't looking at his ass? I gotta check it out. Does it rival Kaisa's dump truck? Hmm. Is it like Pixar mom level? Let me pull up a picture. Yeah, I was gonna say, I gotta okay, check it out. Yeah. I'm Maybe curious. Look up more... Give me that dump truck! I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google more dump truck. <laughs> no, John! No, it just dump trucks came up. Aw, disappointing. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'll put in the full name, Mordekaiser. Oh, okay, that'll do it for sure. <laughs> I hope we get a Transformer, like... No. Aw, all right. People need to tag their pictures better, because I did see a bunch of images of this for the <laughs> I need You need to find some, or I'll go, I'll look some, some, some up later, because um, I'm curious. Because, yeah, I put it on, because I had never not watched it when it came, <laughs> when it came out, and uh, I, I wasn't, like, sitting down watching it. I was doing other shit while I was kind of on in the background. So I was not like I was just kind of catching the, the the play-by-play. I don't know. That's fair. It was actually like a pretty. It's a pretty fucking cool concert. So for those of you who don't know, um, the Pentakill Lost Chapter video is a full forty-five minute video. It was an interactive concert with audience participation, full animation of all of the songs, which culminated in a boss battle against Viego. Um, and Viego actually calls out a bunch of content creators by name during the show too, including Tobias Fate and uh, Necrit. Um, so it's uh, it was a very it was a very cool thing, especially like if you're into you know if you're into this genre. Um, it's yeah, it was like it was. I wish I could have. I think it would have been very different live as opposed to like watching the replay because you get to see like the live um, counts of. Like, oh, everybody hit this button really, really quick. And the whole crowd was separated into three teams, and the three teams were competing against each mm-hmm. other on all the challenges. So you get to see the results in real time. And it was pretty fun. It was a really cool idea, especially for, like, a pandemic concert. I will say, yeah, yeah I think given the constraints, that's, you know, it's it's a fun interactive thing. Um, you know, you're saying Tenacious D is not, like, a, a good movie, but it is a fun kind of entertaining <laughs> movie. That's what I would say about this. This is not necessarily, like... You're not going to sit down for 45 minutes and watch this. And at least I, I don't think I would because there's a lot of it loses something in just like it being this sort of recorded video. And the animation's a little uncanny valley wonky, you know, <laughs> or because they're waiting for the crowd to like hit, you know, hit their button. Like Viego will just kind of be standing there. I don't know. There's like some weirdness to this thing, but um, it's entertaining. I'm sorry. John just showed me the butt Ooh. and that's not a dump truck. The fucking, the bar for how big a man's butt to be, is to be considered a dump truck is so Well, they low. mean like on a static level, because remember, he's massive. He's like as tall as like a skyscraper. So, so just on the raw amount of ass, it's, it's, it's quite a lot. 
I mean, sure. It's... This is a metric ton of ass. <laughs> <laughs> but compared to the rest of his also gigantic body. Yeah. Eh, I've seen better butts. I mean... I mean, um, I, like I said, I don't remember it s- sticking out to me, but I was also only kind of half paying attention. So I don't know. If you were fully invested, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been seared into your memory that Mordecaiser. I will say there were moments in that concert, too, where, like, okay, so Viego, like, for example, is being motion captured, was it like live, right? Yeah, it was like live. And so they will show Viego all you know CG generated right with this kind of slightly stilted <laughs> motion capture but then they'll also show a little picture in picture of the actual singer who is doing the motion capture but he's just in the mocap oh. suit and I really wish they didn't do that because to me it really killed a lot of like the immersion for lack of a better descriptor I don't know it's kind of weird yeah that could have been a behind the scenes video yeah right I don't know huh it's an interesting thing, I'll say. <laughs> hmm. Well, Mitchell Malloy is responsible for Mordekaiser's butt. John. So just in case y'all want <laughs> to send your to thank Adam. you. <laughs> or, Good yeah, to know. Adam, follow him on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, those are all of his AUs. Uh, I only have a handful of fun facts. If, Lay them uh, on me. Want some. Hit me with it. Uh, he's one of the two Shadow Isle champions with no direct relation to either the Ruined King or the Ruination. Huh, yeah. That makes it more interesting, really, because he's not all tied up in all that bullshit. He's doing his own thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be able to do a Shadow Isles champion and not have to, you know, think about the Ruination. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. You know? Or Viego. <laughs> I'm sick of thinking about Viego. Uh... And this is this is probably his original voice actor as opposed to his newest one, but he's voiced by Adam Harrington, uh, who also did Cassidy, Mordekaiser, Rise, and Shaco. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the old one, which I find very interesting because lots of times, especially when they've gotten the new voice, you can find that you know actor or actress, but you can't find the the old person. And in this case, I think my, I would bet money that that's the old person, and I can't find who the new one is. I'm really, you know, character's voice actor. If you're out there. And I know you are. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> Let us know who you are, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his Chinese classic splash art made a cameo in the 2011 Fright Night movie, along with the fiddlestick splash art. Really? Is that... Really? <laughs> huh? Um... Yeah, just kind of shows up in it. Okay. I saw that. I'll have to, I'm, but I saw it in the theaters before I knew what League of Legends was. Yeah, I'm sure it's not heavily is featured. It, it's also not okay. as good as the original 1980. Yeah, I assumed it wasn't. That's why I didn't oh, watch it. Oh, it's also it. in that one. <laughs> Shut up, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> they George Lucas did. <laughs> just like added it. <laughs> hmm, that's weird. I'll have to go watch that now just to look for that crap. I guess. Hmm. Um, in season five, there was a time where he had an 87% win rate. Oh, my God. But only because there was a bug where he could remain in death defiled form indefinitely while alive. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> and it's still only an 87%. <laughs> uh, so in the Mortal Reminder music video, you can see Karthus's to-do list. And it has the following. Pick up dry cleaning. Nail salon, Manny Petty, rotate tires, rotate mid, vanquish enemies, find out where those minions keep coming from, 
Think about entire life. Think about entire death. Does Kale have a boyfriend? <laughs> the rotate mid one got me, I will say. That. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, it is confirmed by Jared Rosen that Pentakill, DJ Sona, and Popstar KDA are all in the same universe. But So which, DJ Sona is... Which in some way means that DJ Sona just uh, won... You know, just I guess uh, moonlights in one of these, I, yeah. either as a D- moonlights as a DJ and as heavy metal in the main uh, main time. Uh, but also, I think the more scary implication is I feel like we've decided at some point that pop star KDA are in our world, given that they perform at B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So somewhere out here is actual tower sized Mordekaiser. He's in comes. With his power size, giant blood. ass, <laughs> swaying and swishing. Yeah, I, that's a hmm. <laughs> cheeks clapping. Who knows? Maybe that's what double. That's what thunder yeah, is. Yeah, I was gonna say right. That's a creation myth for our world. Actually, there you go. Someone mocapped the Viego, and there it oh. went. <laughs> and finally, Pentakill Carthus got a drunken disorderly and was ordered by a judge in Demacia. Which apparently Demacia is also a, a place in our world since mm. it's. Uh, he was ordered by a judge in Demacia to have a sober companion. They considered a few people for this position Kenan MD, <laughs> King Trindamir, Bilgewater Swain, Nautilus, Corky, and regular Swain, who <laughs> tried a new costume to try and get reconsidered after they <laughs> passed on Bilgewater Swain. What a great montage. I would have loved that. <laughs> it's got a big mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is weird I'm, but actually one of my favorite movie tropes or scenes are like those bad like those silly montage scenes like an audition montage when like oh. everyone's really terrible or something like that yeah love those I thought you were gonna say like the bad disguise scenes oh uh, well I, I feel mean, like I enjoy a lot that's also fun and when they pair up <laughs> anytime you can get two children in a trench coat to sneak into a PG-13 movie. <laughs> I'm there for I'm it. Well, you didn't end it. So you just like the little rascals. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe I just really like the little rascals. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad you didn't end that sentence at get two children in a trench coat, period. But <laughs> I'm also glad. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about it, too. All right. Yeah, me too. Anyone have any final Karthus thoughts? Um, I was going to say one thing is that his... The person who does the vocals uh, for the actual music, Pentakill, uh, is Jorn... Oh God, it's Jorn uh, Landa, I want to say, um, who was the, was the lead vocalist in Masterplan for a good chunk of time. I like Masterplan a lot, so, you know, that's all. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I like, I like a lot of the Pentakill music in yeah, general, they, also. Yeah, they got some heavy hitters in there. They got, um... Uh, is it the... Which band member um, from... God, I'm blanking on every band name in the fucking world Beatles. now. Uh, Dream Theater. Oh. They got one of the Dream Theater band members. I forget which oh, one. Oh, really? Interesting. Huh. I. It's also confused. I always forget the name Dream Theater because... I listen to a lot more Liquid Tension yeah. experiment than I do Dream Theater. I never, I'd never actually listened to Dream Theater, and I was like, "Oh, it's basically the, the same people, but with the vocals." <laughs> yeah, Dream Theater is the only band that I felt like I'd listened to quite a 
bit mm. when I heard about the Pentakill people. I'm like, I don't know any of these. Ba- oh, Dream Theater. I know them. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It's, you know, it's so funny because I used to listen to a lot of metal and I don't listen to it much these days. And so it was interesting looking to see, like, I was like, I, I don't know this band. I mean, some of these things I do know. Um, I thought it was interesting in the uh, the concert. I was like, who is it that doing Viego? He looks young. He looks like somebody who I have no idea who the fuck that is. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, some some metalcore guy that I don't fucking know at all. But I don't know. <laughs> but it's cool. I think the whole Pentacle thing is super fucking cool. I'll just say. It's such a neat thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, like, the dedication to do a full 45 minutes of CG <laughs> animation for this concert for this side project band. Um, man, that... I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. interesting just how much. I, I mean, Pentacle I think gets a lot of traction. I think a lot there's a lot of metalheads in the league community. I feel like I don't know. So, I like that they're willing to do like full on music groups like this, and they did vastly different genres. So like, <laughs> yeah, if you're not a fan of K-pop, you can really enjoy Pentacle or something like that. Yeah, that's also true. It's a really I mean, it's interesting that they, A, do that, and then B, seem to do it very well. Like, they're able to execute very effectively in these different spaces, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, um, there's a very rare care that they put into their music when approaching a new genre for the first time. Hmm. Like, you definitely get the feel that, like, the people who do Pentakill aren't people who, like, are like, hey, let's just do a metal band and we'll figure out something about metal and we can probably make some sort of facsimile because we're all talented musicians like you could tell that they get people on board who are like really passionate about every genre that they decide to tackle and do a really fucking good job with it and if they don't have the expertise you know in the in the music department they bring in experts from fucking dream theater and other metal bands like yeah it's uh you know it's impressive yeah we we stand the music department here mm-hmm. for sure. That's it. All right, I think that's Carthus. That's Carthus. That's Carthus. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter. It's at Loreheads, and we have a Discord where we all kind of chat about the most random crap. <laughs> and the link to that is in the description of this episode. You can we also uh, post these on YouTube if you ever want to chat there. And we have a Patreon now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Sorry. And yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be streaming. You know, yeah. try to get our weekly streams um, more more consistent. John's gonna he streamed TFT yesterday. He'll probably do that again sometime during the week. <laughs> um, not this week necessarily. Well, actually, probably this week since listening to it. But anyway, <laughs> we tend to stream Saturdays at like seven eight p.m. EST. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just play normals badly, <laughs> but it's fun. For us. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be fun to watch. Sorry if it's not. <laughs> Glowing recommendation for our stream. <laughs> and join us next week because we're going to talk about the Void Walker Cassidy. 